0: Hi, this is Matt Kempel, co-owner of Milwaukee's premier live comedy spot, The Laughing Tap, and founder of the Milwaukee Comedy Festival. I hope everyone is ready for a great show tonight. Make sure you have turned off your electronic devices and keep talking to others in your group to a minimum. With that, I'd like to bring on tonight's headliners Jim Martin and Chris Beyer! It's season six of the Bait and Switch Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. This is Chris Byers, always with Jim Martin. Hello, Jim. Hey, Chris. We've got a third-time guest on here today. Third time, yeah, but he doesn't yep. get a jacket yet. No, he doesn't yep. get a jacket, the five-timers. Three,
2: three strikes <laughs> and you're out,
1: maybe. <laughs> maybe <but> we'll see. <laughs> it's uh, it's our mayor, Mayor Dennis McBride. It's a yearly visit here. Yep. I think it's about this time every year we've done it. Yeah. Generally, we talked about kind of local politics, and I want to talk, and we haven't gotten too partisan. We really haven't uh, talked about that, and today's... Topic. I don't want to be partisan, really, but everything can become partisan at some point. But I want to talk a little bit more national politics. Okay. We've got uh, Dennis, uh, who's big into politics. He, you've, uh, the family is very much in poli- involved in politics, and he's a mayor, and he's been involved in politics in one way or another through some of his agencies and whatnot. So there's some issues coming up that I'll, like in baseball, mm-hmm. they came up with new, new rules to speed up the game yes right, right. you'd like to talk about that yes yep mm-hmm. so i'm thinking about new rules for politics okay and i'll pass some of these by you guys and let's hash them out see what you think okay Sounds All right. All all right. right. A game, Dennis. Okay. okay. All right. Again, a little... it doesn't have to be partisan i like the
2: new baseball rules yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Do I. yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah let me let me break out the constitution so i can make some notes real all right. quick. Okay. all right how we're going to change this
1: thing all right so let's start with the first one uh, a lot of people turn one around the word gerontocracy you know what that is jim no
2: You know, that's the uh, the hegemony of old people.
1: Yeah. Politics is filled with very old people. Yeah. We've got obviously the president who's 80, 81, 82. I don't know.
2: Mm, He'll be 86 if he completes his next term. Let's put that. Oh, okay. So he's probably, yeah. Yeah. 81.
1: And did you see uh, a week or so ago, Mitch McConnell had what appeared to be like a stroke? Yeah. Yeah. And he's 80-something. And Donald yep.
2: Trump is 77, so if right. he got elected, he'd be over 80. When, right, yeah. yeah. Trump is Fein- older. Feinstein. Pelosi, Feinstein. Right? Feinstein mm-hmm. you know,
1: yeah. On both sides, there's plenty yeah. of older right. people. Right. right, sure. So a lot of people think about term limits when they say something like that. Agreed. Yep. Now, I remember back in the 90s, there was a talk about that. They almost got some passed, but it didn't happen. So I'd like to talk term limits. Here my, here's yeah. my proposal okay. for you guys. All right. We're listening. House and Senate you can serve no <laughs> you can serve a maximum of 30 years in both combined branches up to 18 years in each so let's say you're a senator for three terms that's 18 years and then if you go to the house you can serve say six terms 12 years so 30 years you can run for one and then when you run out of your time 18 years in either house or senate you can go for the other one if you want to right if if you get voted in but we'll say maximum of 30 years, and you can serve in both houses, no more than 18 years in either house. Dennis, what do you think about that?
2: Well, first of all, there are term limits for presidents. So we, you know, what people are concerned about more than anything right now is, is Biden too old? Is Trump too old? And uh, neither one of them is term limited at this point. Right. Like they could each serve another term. Correct. We don't have term limits for congressmen and senators. Um, the, there are pros and cons. Clearly, Dianne Feinstein needs to go. Before her, Strom Thurmond served until he was 97 or something. Right. Yep. And he was not with it mentally uh, You know, for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a good thing for the country. Right. And what we're seeing with Feinstein is the staff whispering in her ear and mm-hmm. all. That's mm-hmm. just not the way it's supposed to work. We do have a 25th Amendment for presidents where If the president is mentally or physically incapable of serving for any period of time, and it's been invoked a number of times, on a temporary basis. Uh, Reagan, when he had surgery, Mm -hmm. that kicked in and some other things. Um, I'm wondering whether we need an amendment like that. I don't know who would make that determination. Maybe Mm -hmm. a committee of... Uh, congresspeople and senators or something but somehow or maybe we'd have a panel of judges who would Are we, we've a got
1: a, we got a politician he's, he's getting away from the topic yeah i want to talk <laughs> no, about <I> know. congress <laughs> the problem the, the
2: the the uh reason not to have term limits is that it it goes against the idea that people can vote for whoever they want
1: Okay, but hmm. the, but you just said the yeah. counter-argument, which is president, they've got term limits, so they right. can't vote for a, a right. third term for Obama or whoever they want. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. What happened, the reason we have term limits for president is that uh, FDR mm-hmm. went on too long. Right? Was
1: it
0: like four, he had four terms? He was like in his fourth term years? and he yeah.
2: died early in his fourth term oh, and he yeah. clearly was going downhill physically. And he was physically compromised to some extent before mm-hmm. because he was paralyzed from polio. Yeah. So... That was too long, even though he served us well during World War II and all the rest of it. Um, I'm of two minds about it. I just, uh, you know, there are many people who have served a very long time and Mm -hmm. served very well, even into their 80s. -hmm. Um, Maybe we ought to have an age limit rather than a term limit.
1: I'll say this as the guy that proposed this. I'm against that. I think that if somebody can prove themselves at an older age. Right with the new term limits that I've described, then I say, you know, then go for it. Uh, as far as just proposing the upper age limit, I think we've seen people that are pretty sharp at 80, 85, and we've seen plenty of people not sharp at those ages. Right. Jim, what do you I, think about- so uh, are you about, saying
2: Jim is not sharp? He looks
0: pretty right. sharp. Jim, what do you think about
1: for term limits for, uh, for Congress, maybe the ones that I proposed?
0: I like the idea of term limits. Um, I think yours are a little
1: long. I think thirty years is a little long because I went I went a little long on yep. purpose just to kind of build that in so people didn't right. say it was too oh, short.
0: So, so it's like like with a car, right? Yeah. Like I went way below, right, so that we could meet in the middle, I right? Got, I was going to. If yeah. you asked me to go
1: back to the manager, I'd
0: bring it back up, right? right? I'm yeah. going to say five years. <laughs> <I'm gonna> say, <laughs> oh, how oh, how about twenty seven? Whatever. Yeah. But uh, no, I think um, a couple of things about this. Number one, I don't think. Being a politician should be a full-time career for yourself because I think that brings in too much um, potential conflict of interest when you're voting on things like uh, pay raises, term limits. I mean, things like, you know, things that could potentially vote you out of a job or, you know, there, there are all kinds of different things that, that could be uh, problematic when you're f- more focused on keeping your job than you are doing what's right for the country. So that's why I'm in favor of term limits, in addition to the fact that, you know, people are getting older, like we mentioned, you know. Um, but yeah, I think it's a little long. I think 30 years, because you started 35 or 40, now right. you're up into your 60s and 70s. What,
2: what's interesting career. is one of our senators, Ron Johnson, mm-hmm. said that he would not serve more than 12 years, two, right. two senatorial terms. And, and, then, and Biden, of course, said he wouldn't run. And then he run. said, oh, I was just kidding. And now he's he's in the beginning of his third term.
1: Right. And like I said, Biden yeah. and a number of other politicians say the same thing. Yeah. yeah, Biden said he wouldn't run for a second term. And of course, whenever somebody says that, I never take them at their word because I know they're not going to be held to it because of lack of term limits. They can keep going as long as – and the parties within – these states tell me you got to keep running. You right. got you yeah. got to hold that seat, right? Right. right. And so there's got to be some upper edge. Now there was talk of term limits back in the back in the 90s. It certainly can be done, right? What I propose sure. could be done. Sure, know.
2: sure, but it would require a constitutional amendment, right? Which mm-hmm. is fairly difficult. We just, just I'm making in,
0: the note right here on the constitution The, the,
2: the good people of Olatosa just voted in term limits for city council members. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. By Five votes. Oh, okay. How, the, how, many how many terms? He, uh, how, how long a period we're talking? Uh, I think it was, I'm trying to remember, 12 years. Now, okay. you think, well, that's a long time, but we had one alderman serve 36 years, and another served 32, and others who've served 24 and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was part of the referendum that asked people whether they wanted to reduce the size of the council, so we reduced it from 16 to 12, and one alderman... Threw in term limits as part of that. Now that can be undone, mm-hmm. but for the, the time being, starting in 2026, we're going to have term limits.
0: Yeah. So can you like the president can come in with an executive order, and so as mayor you can just come in and swipe mm-hmm. at your pen, take that all away? No, no I know we talked yeah. about this last time. Where you yeah. See you, the president people, can't you, change it, and right. and I
2: can't change it. Right. Uh, right. It would take a lot more than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. We we talked about how people yeah. seem to think that you have a lot more power than you actually do. And, exactly. And, yeah, I'm the
2: mm-hmm. the great and powerful us. So <laughs> That's right. you know, pay two- no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> you know,
1: Sorry. two more things. One, to again, to uh, you know, uh, give Jim uh, uh, some more information about mine. Again, the 30 years max means that they got to switch they got to switch yep. out. Know, so they might have to run against a fellow incumbent, say, in the House mm. or in the Senate. So it, it doesn't mean it'll be a slam dunk, especially true. because they'll have to switch over. That's true. And my proposal, uh, if it passes uh, Congress, which I don't think it will, uh, also would mean any currently elected people could serve you know, as long as they'd like. You know, people in the future. So they're grandfathered in? Exactly. Literally, most yeah. of the time, yeah. 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 To me,
2: the much bigger problem in this country is Uh, and it's true in Republican states and it's true in Democratic states, gerrymandering. Gerrymandering Mm. is much more pernicious. It's a much bigger problem for our democracy because people just go to the extremes. Right, right.
1: Mm And like you said, they both do it because they both want safe seats. Then there's a question of who draws the maps. I guess you could get a computer program to draw it or something like that. And you could have a bunch of seats that are truly competitive, most are not.
2: Iowa and California and maybe a few others have independent redistricting commissions. Hmm. and they're, they're supposed to balance it on a partisan basis and then they do have staffs and all and it works pretty well. Does
1: hmm. it I you know, I'll just say this you know, my skepticism about that is the commission right it's right. full of people they're fallible they have their their desires and i I could see them working around it and gerrymandering it sure beats having
2: some republicans try real hard to make sure the republicans get everything or some democrats doing it like right Right. like
1: i said maybe uh ai artificial intelligence can draw the seats how about that skynet so so that way you know and it wouldn't work
2: for senators because you get elected on a statewide basis but for people in the house of representatives it matters Right now, we have Gwen Moore, who will get re- elected from now until the end of time. Right, mm-hmm. you'll get uh, Scott Fitzgerald, who'll get elected till the end of time. Why? Because they've drawn the map so that it's safe. The Democrats win everything in Milwaukee, and the Republicans win everything west of Milwaukee. And right. So, what is their incentive to compromise? Yeah. What happens is that if they start to compromise, if they start to move to the middle, then The partisans in their party say, "Well, you're not, you know." Yeah. The Republicans, they like to call them (laughs) rhinos—Republican in name only—and there's no democratic term for that. But dino, yeah, dino, dino. 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 (laughs) So that's—I worry much more about gerrymandering. Yeah.
1: Okay. So how about this? Mm -hmm. There was the—I don't know—eighteenth, nineteenth amendment, whatever, like uh, whatever it was—that allowed direct election of senators. Right. Right. Now, I'm not saying I'm for this, but. How about this, we go back to a system where we don't elect the person, the personality, we elect the party. So a Senate seat is up in, say, Wisconsin. Wisconsin has their platform for each party, the Republicans and Democrats, and you vote on the party instead of the person. Get away from the power of uh, personality. How about going back to electing based upon a party?
2: Well, first of all, parties aren't as popular as they were. Uh, Their power has been diminished. Many more people are independents than they used to be. We'd be returning to smoke-filled rooms. Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln should have been elected senator in the 1850s because he was Abraham Lincoln. Instead, because the Democrats controlled the Illinois legislature, we we had the Lincoln-Douglas debates in 1858, but it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that Douglas was going to be the senator anyway. Mm -hmm. So here's the greatest statesman probably in our history, and he couldn't become elected senator because the. instead, when we had direct elections, presumably Lincoln would have won.
1: Well, like I said, again, in this proposal, and again, I'm yeah. not saying I'm a fan of it. I'm just mm-hmm. throwing it out there. The state, Illinois, Idaho, whatever, yeah. each party, Republican, Democrat, Green, whatever, they put out their their positions and you vote on the party that you think best represents you and then they just uh, when it comes time for senate voting they have uh, you know the party votes right. you know well here we have, have a figurehead that just Here votes. we
2: have a Republican Johnson and a Democrat Baldwin and mm-hmm. Wisconsin seems to like having divided government so mm-hmm. we have a democratic governor and a republican yeah. legislature yeah. even without gerrymandering it's likely that given the Urban rural makeup of Wisconsin, the Republicans would have a slight majority in the legislature, mm-hmm. but it just wouldn't be as lopsided as it is. But so people seem to like divided government because they want they don't want one party to rule everything.
0: Mm-hmm. No,
1: yeah, right. It, and, that, and each election cycle, the, yeah. the the electorate is in a different mood, right. And Wisconsin right. is the uh, uh, well, the swing state, right? The purplest mm-hmm. of purple states, right? Yeah, now, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which which well i'll this is another topic that'll bring in now that we're talking about this right uh i'm in favor of the electoral college i don't want to have direct votes for uh for national offices um a couple things i think our founding fathers uh were wise in this a couple things one uh i think if you went to a direct vote i think uh, all money would be spent not all but a disproportionate money would be spent in urban settings you get much more bang for the buck by advertising in chicago new york los angeles urban centers i think rural communities rural states would be not represented on a national level i think that the electoral college helps in an elegant way to make sure that all parts of the nation are heard from so you uh, want
0: them you want the, the uh, i wanted to you g- wait you want the rural centers to get more advertising dollars i was going no. i'm gonna, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna say
2: something <laughs> semi-facetiously which is Boy, I would love that because I'm so sick and tired of Wisconsin getting all of the commercials all right, the time. Right. Right. Now, again, we're talking about how <laughs>
1: Wisconsin is a swing state. Yeah. And the swing states kind of change every election slightly. They've kind of moved around mm-hmm. the nation. Uh, but I think the current electoral college is better at electing than a direct election. I think a direct election would be a problem because, like I said, I think uh, that they would focus on urban voters uh, to the detriment of rural voters. And then also, I think there's the fear of, say, a regional uh, candidate, You know, somebody that's really strong in the South, you know, mm. really strong in the West, really strong somewhere, and bringing everybody out and having a regional candidate elected on a national scale, I think uh, our founding fathers uh, were wise in setting this up. I can tweak it to make the direct election people a little happier, and I'll say that in a second, but uh, Mr. Mayor, are you favor uh, are you in favor of the current electoral college system?
2: I'm not a big fan of it, but if we were going to change it, it's something that's already constitutionally available, which is in Maine and Nebraska. I think those are the only states so far. Mm-hmm. They allow electoral votes to be assigned by district. Right. So Nebraska is a very red state, but there's a blue district in Omaha. Mm-hmm. So I think there are five electoral votes in Nebraska, and the Republican usually gets four, and the Democrat gets one.
1: Well, that's because of gerrymandering. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but,
2: but Omaha, like most big cities, is, right. is more Democratic. Right. And Maine, they, the same sort of thing happens. Mm-hmm. So that may be an approach to take that would be a compromise that would soften some of this. I've
1: people. got a compromise that you might like. Jim, uh, are you comfortable? Because we've had a couple elections here lately yep. where the popular vote person hasn't won. And some people think, Jesus, that doesn't make sense. I, I right. do think it makes sense, not because a certain candidate won or didn't win that I that I was for, but I see the I see the wisdom in how the system was set up. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with that. Uh, unless my guy loses, and then but he wins a popular vote, then I say no, we shouldn't have. Then you cry left. foul. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but no, I think. Um, I, I, it just feels like it was put in place. There's a reason for this. It wasn't just some willy nilly weird thing that mm-hmm. that they decided to do. And um, and I agree with you that you know, let's say uh, I think the East Coast is a good example. Some because there's a lot of people on the East Coast, right? Somebody comes from the East Coast, gets all the East Coast votes, and uh, you splits know, the other ones. And, right, splits the other ones, and and then you know, well, uh, the, but, the big know. one is California. It's got yeah. So
2: many more people than other parts of the country. Right. You have one state with over forty million people.
1: Right, yeah. and right. I'll say that yeah. now. Here's my proposal to uh, to acknowledge that there's a little bit of a problem with the electoral college and give the uh, the people that want more direct vote a little bit of a, uh, a carrot here. Yeah, um, throw them a bone. Throw them a bone. There we mm-hmm. go. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of these states: Wyoming, Delaware, North Dakota. Their votes that's not even count them. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, <okay>. yeah. <laughs> their votes count proportionally more than California, for example. Well, that's what I was going right, to right. bring up. Yeah. A person in North Dakota, his votes count a little bit more than the person, or maybe a moderate about more than somebody in California. And so I understand mm. that. Mm-hmm. The current electoral college is based upon the senators plus the representatives. So right. Wisconsin ha- has how many reps? Ten. Seven, ten, eight. So we, we have got. we have eight. Representatives plus, plus the senators plus that's senators. ten electoral votes. Right. So the smallest states, Wyoming, for example, have yeah. three.
2: Three, and they have six hundred thousand people. And right. California has forty million. Correct. And yet, they have the same number of senators. And so that right. that gives undue weight to yeah. the mm. small states. Yeah. Of course, that, that's a Did, different a point, ma- that's a
1: different matter in terms Did of uh, yeah. in terms about talking senators. But right. here's my proposal to give the direct elector people a little bit a bone, like you said, instead of. In Wisconsin, we have ten, eight, right. eight reps and two senators. Right. Only count the one senator instead of the two. So nine, for example, North Dakota would then have two instead of three, okay. and so that would give a little less disproportionate sway to North Dakota and Wyoming, and uh, and and bring that percentage down in terms of how uh, you know the disproportionate vote would be. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I'm, I, something has to be done to. To lessen the power of these very small states,
1: right? And that's that, that's my proposal. Yeah. But uh, are you for? Uh, I'm for direct change. El- are you for a direct election of uh, the. United uh, yeah, If it's not
2: going to be a direct election, I'm for some change that that um, makes things more fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't make sense to have California, with forty million people, in the Senate, having the same power as Wyoming, with six hundred thousand.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a different question. That's and, I, I don't and, know about the and the, then that affects
2: yeah. the electoral college to some extent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was all the compromise. You know, the founding fathers had to make a lot of compromises to to get people to agree to the Constitution. That was one of them because Rhode Island was always going to be a small state compared to Virginia and Pennsylvania and sure. places like that, and so they had to cut some deals. Whether that still makes sense a couple hundred years later, that's a that's a big question.
0: Yeah. So, I guess so that that sometimes that comes up with the constitution. You know, and, in and people,
2: one of the arguments would be, well, it's worked this long. Well, uh, I would question whether it's working right mm-hmm. now. Uh, we have a very divided country, and some of it is because a guy got elected in 2016 who had three million fewer votes than his opponent, and that's the second time in 20 years that that happened, and or 16 years, and so. Uh, the country's been divided a lot mm. because of that, and he 's claiming that he was elected then and all that so uh is it working i don 't know is democracy working in America? Mm. I would question that right now
1: yeah too. or just are just people 's nature fifty fifty you know, yeah. just you know people's i 've heard it said that that um picking your political persuasion or your your inherent constitution of how you view the world is just like eye color. You don't have a choice over that either. You know, people have got you know certain levels of conscientiousness and arousies and, and openness yeah. and, and things like that that they're just born with. And so right. maybe we're just God-given a 50-50 split.
2: Yeah, people, they've done studies, people who tend to be more fearful tend to go one way and people who are less fearful go another way. So there's some value to what you're saying. There's also, who were your parents and mm-hmm. what did they think? Mm-hmm. There are people I know who say, well, my parents were really conservative and I'm very liberal or vice versa mm-hmm. uh, but I think most people probably tend to be more like their parents mm-hmm. because that's yep. how you were raised maybe when they True.
1: get older, you know during those teenage and yeah. 20 years, I might pick the opposite just a, if you were raised yeah, Catholic, you're less it.
2: likely to you know become a Muslim right or if you were raised Muslim, you're less likely to become a Christian. Mm-hmm. I mean it happens right, but it's less likely yep right. so. Yeah, We are
0: not the free agents we think we are. Right. So this is the end of the first half of our interview with Mayor Dennis McBride. When we originally recorded this interview, we intended this just to be one episode. But we had so much fun, had so many things to talk about, we decided to split it into two. So make sure you come back next week and hear the second half of our interview with Mayor Dennis McBride. You've made it to the end of another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.